0: What's the the journey to the land of the
1: dead? Is for wisdom. Is, is for forget, It's a wisdom. journey to find wisdom. Yeah. You gotta go to the place Christy, you, don't you don't wanna, wanna go, go yeah. to get the wisdom you don't have. Yeah. Hello,
0: and welcome to You Are a Storyteller. In this episode, Brian and Jesse deep dive into the 10-year journey of crystallizing Brian's newly released nonfiction graphic novel, Land of the Dead. Together, they investigate ancient storytelling's tradition of venturing to the underworld, the framework for what's encountered there, and why facing life's universal pain is essential for leaving your audience transformed. This program is produced in Seattle by Belief Agency.
1: Okay, so I'm going to kick this one off. We haven't recorded one together in... Months. Six months, something like that? Maybe. But I've been waiting for this one for a long time. This is one of those episodes that we've been going, like, when can we talk about this? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. For years now. Yeah. Because it, it is truly one of the most helpful concepts, at least for me, it's something that every time I'm doing a project, whether it's pure story side or marketing side, Mm -hmm. I always ask questions based off this concept, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. where's, you know, where's the land of the dead in the story, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to read a tweet. This is from 8712. So like 10 years ago, you said, gave my land of the dead lecture at Pixar today. Um, As always, they were great hosts. Thanks guys. So, on 8-7-2012, you gave a lecture, mm-hmm. right, called Land of the Dead. Mm-hmm. That has now become all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, but specifically, it's finally the book that you wrote and is illustrated, which is insane. The artwork's crazy. Yeah. is finally coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. So this is literally a 10-year journey to get to this book. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Now... um, Will you give context of when we when you went down and you gave this speech mm-hmm. because um the first time you told me about this concept, it, I'd never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so let's start at the beginning and then we'll start unpacking what is land of the dead and why, as a storyteller, you need to understand this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, where do even those words come from? Land of the dead.
0: Well, um, That's often what this is referred to as, you know. So um, it's the underworld, the land of the dead. Um, You know, it happens so often in stories, ancient stories. We'll talk about how it works in modern stories. But ancient stories, characters are always going into the underworld, the land of the dead. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just comes from that, that tradition
1: of that. It's kind of the language. Yeah. For you, personally... Like this is something we always try to impress on people is the reason it works in stories is because it works in real life, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason there's the land of the Dead concept is in so many stories is because that's how life is. Yeah. Will you, if you don't mind, would you give, if you feel comfortable, I guess, would mm-hmm. you give background on when you first started thinking about that?
0: Mm. I think I came at it, we'll, we'll talk about angel characters later, but it came from there first. I started noticing there were certain kinds of characters who I call Angel from the Sky characters um, that reoccurred. I think that was one of the first places I saw this. It's related to Land of the Dead.
1: Mm. So you almost started up here. Yeah. In heaven almost. Yes. You've talked about E.T. you talked about Mary Poppins. Yeah. And then that led you to, well, if there's a heaven side.
0: Yeah, but I think they were simultaneous. Mm. You know, after I had done – the golden theme so the golden theme took years right so i was doing the golden th- so that book is about how there's a i was looking for something that all stories had in common mm-hmm. i was looking for a co- like there's something they all have in common i'm i'm always people are very focused on what makes this one
1: different oh this is science fiction and you said horror. you were literally walking through a graveyard i was really
0: walking through it yeah literally with a friend of mine we were walking through a cemetery we were working on a project and we we're walking through this cemetery thinking and talking and I said to him, oh, when was this? Oh, this was years and years ago. This has got to be 25 years ago, maybe. Yeah. and Maybe. And we were walking through the cemetery. And um, I said to him, you know, I bet if these people could talk, the dead people I was referring to, I bet they would just have one thing to say to us. And he said, what's that? I said, I don't I don't know. Right. Yeah. You know, and I thought about it for a decade, more than a decade, a long time, trying to figure it out. And that was so linked to what all stories have in common. And so the golden theme, the theme that is underneath you have a main theme, right? Which
1: here. also turned into a book, which people all, can people, look people, up called yeah, the Golden Theme.
0: Golden Theme. Um the idea that I was getting this idea of the golden theme, which is we are all the same, which is all a cemetery says to us mm-hmm. right yep we're, all, we're all gonna die one yep. day right we're all mortal we're all the same we have this in common yeah right um and so that's that was sort of my trip to the land of the dead to gain wisdom which is what it's for yep right so um which is what what's for what's the the journey to the land of the dead
1: is for wisdom is, is forget for it's a wisdom. journey to find wisdom
0: yeah it always is but yeah, a trip through a cemetery is a trip to the land of the dead. Mm-hmm. And so we were there in the land of the dead, and that's the wisdom that I that I got yes. from that.
1: We're all the same. We're all the same. And that turned into a book, and that turned it was really helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. And so while you were kind of simmering on that, mm-hmm. is that where this land of the dead concept yes. started going? Oh, I was in the land of the dead yes. and I found wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, just was that true just in my life, or is that true in other people's lives? Is that true in stories? Mm-hmm. Is that where that kind of
0: Yeah, that and then um, also things I was getting from, uh, you know, one of my best friends when he was dying, information I was getting, um, wisdom I was getting Mm. um, when he was dying, Um, just the experience was teaching me things. Um, Like watching him go through that. Watching him die. Well, I mean, yeah, he had an aneurysm, so he was being watched for 72 hours, but but this idea that um you know he'd, he'd been my friend since we were kids so the idea that life is fleeting that was kind of like oh you mean you can just die like for real for real yeah, like yeah, a guy uh-huh. can just die a yeah. person who's been there most of your life can and just then be they're just gone. gone like they didn't exist um and that teaches you something if you pay attention right about um how precious those things are. You think they can't be taken away from you because they're always there. Yeah. But then they're gone.
1: And then they're they're gone.
0: Then they're gone. It's a universal experience, right? Anybody who lives long enough will lose people.
1: So was this around the same time? So you have the connection in the graveyard that leads to Mm -hmm. we're all the same. You start, then you have a friend that's dying and you're going, wait, there's wisdom here also. Mm -hmm. What I think is really cool is, and what I, I hope people that are listening don't miss, is that it seems to me that there's a practice that you have when you're going through something to kind of zoom out, mm, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. Because almost all of your books, you have like, well, here's what was going on in real life. And it occurred right. to me. Mm-hmm. So there's a process that you're doing as a writer and storyteller where you're going, okay, I'm not only here as a person, I'm also here as kind of a griot or as an educator right? and going, what else can I learn from watching This Mm -hmm. being in the moment and also watching this. And so as you were watching that real life moment, you started to make some connections.
0: Yeah. I started to make connections. I started to see patterns in stories that Mm -hmm. were also similar. Like, oh, this is a similar thing. This is a similar thing. And going back to this idea that
1: stories need conflict,
0: right? Yeah, because everybody always says that.
1: And everybody always says stories need conflict. But no one ever says why.
0: Right. They just say, oh, it's more interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, well, that's why. Why would that be more interesting? You know, and people make it out that, oh, human beings are morbid and they want, you know, it's like, that's not the way, that's not why.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: If stories, as I believe they are, are to pass on survival strategies or survival information, that's what I believe they exist for. hmm then of course you would need conflict because conflict is the thing that you need to learn how to survive. Yeah,
1: you have to survive something in order to learn how to right, right. And the more those you consume, you also, as our brains are taking information, it's a simulation. Right, you're more prepared. Oh, I should be like the third pig and not the first. So literally, it makes sense. It's right. almost like an algorithm. Right. Yeah. So knowing that, it seems like that changed the way you take an in information. Yes. So you're going okay. It, I'm in this spot where I'm watching a dear friend pass, or I'm in this spot of whatever it is, watching the fall and leaves change. Yes. And you go, well, what's the survival information here? Right. Because even the fact that you were walking through a graveyard mm-hmm. and everybody else is just you know, chatting and you're going, well, what can I learn here? What's the survival information here? Mm-hmm. And so around that time, you started making these connections of, so when you said other stories, were there were there stories that were popping in your head where you're like, wait a second, that's Land of the Dead? Oh, wait a second, this is Land of the Dead.
0: Well, at first it was very literal, Right. So, um, Sisyphus, yeah, um, you know, um, tries to escape the land of the dead. Um, uh, he imprisons uh, Hades. He imprisons death for a while, trying to escape death, um, but eventually ends up in the land of the dead. But there's tons of those. The Greeks are always going, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, so I saw those things, and there's also a reason those stories last. Yes. But also, I was, you know, I had, I knew a guy who was a shaman from West Africa. And I was working on um, the Hellboy, th- Abe Sapien story. Yeah. and Because you did the first Abe Sapien story. I did the first Abe Sapien Hellboy spinoff yep. thing. Yeah. So I was working on that story and this uh, shaman lived in my neighborhood. And I kind of knew him. He lived in the house of a friend of mine. He rented a room in that house. So I was able to talk to him and I asked him about language stuff because I wanted these guys to be speaking a West African language. And so Oh, you
1: did research for the yes. book? Got it. Okay.
0: But I learned a lot from him. Um, and shamans are interesting because shamans in all tribal cultures um, are believed to take trips into the spirit world mm. to to get information yeah. to get wisdom to get information right so it can be a trance that they go into um sometimes it's near starvation or um heat exhaustion or anything that makes the veil thin between this world and the spirit world that's what they believe um they can also do that with their patients their cl- the people come to them right and say hey this is what's going on they can induce that transcend them or whatever in some way make the veil thin for them so they go get the information. Mm. But there's this idea, whether people believe it or not is not important. Right. There's this idea though in every culture that the ancestors, that the people who lived before, have wisdom. Yep. Right? I always put it like this. If I if I said here I made a pie, have a slice of apple pie. Probably Fine, apple pie, sure. If I said, this is my great great grandmother's recipe for apple pie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all of a sudden you're looking forward to that apple pie in a different yeah, way. Yeah, it changes things. Yeah. Right. So, so even that, right. Or talking about like the founders of this country, mm-hmm. right. Or those kinds of like, oh, there's something about, we don't call it ancestor worship in our culture.
1: Yeah, but it is. But it but is. is. Uh-huh.
0: Right. So, um, so, we all believe on some level that those who lived before knew something. Know something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is about going to those who lived before. Yeah. Right.
1: And it makes sense, right? Percentage wise, of all the humans that have ever lived, how much, what percentage of them are alive right now? Right. Right. So, it's like, oh, well, that would make sense.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, libraries are a trip to the land yep. of the dead. Yep. That right. Makes sense. Right. Well, all kinds of dead people in there talking up a storm yeah right you just go in and listen to him oh i want to know what aristotle said we'll go talk to him yep right so um i mean movies are land of the dead old movies Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah i mean i told you i've been been going on like a bogart trip and cagney trip and it's like
0: and bogart's they they, those both well not cagney but uh bogart's been dead your entire life yeah mine too Mm mm-hmm yeah,
1: I mean, you think about that.
0: Died at fifty seven. Or music,
1: yeah. you know? Oh, did you listen to Bowie? Did you listen to Mozart? Right. Yeah. When you made a connection in your book of an ancient story from Mongolia, when did you mm. discover that story, and how did that play into the forming of the book, or oh, really the concept?
0: Yeah, that had a lot to do with it. So I was. Would you mind setting up what that story is? Yeah, I will. Um, uh, I was working uh, at the University of Washington, um, helping them with. Um, animated films that they would make every year. And one year we were doing a story that took place in Mongolia and there was a book of Mongolian folk tales in the classroom or something. And I read this story and the story really stuck with me uh, because um, it really had to do with the underworld, the trip to the underworld. And, and um, so it's this ancient Mongolian story about, um, a village where there's a plague and people are getting sick and dying and getting this fever and dying. And this boy, this young boy gets uh, sick and um, gets a fever and, and he's kind of like out of it and his family's surrounding him and they, everybody's like, well, he's going to die. Right. And he's in a lot of pain. So he decides I don't want to wait around to die. So he leaves his body and he goes into the underworld and there he meets the Khan of the underworld, the king of the dead. And he goes down there and uh, the the con of the underworld says, what are you doing here? And he says, well, I was sick. I had this fever and I didn't want to wait around and die. And he's, the guy says, well, you weren't going to die. Hmm. You're not supposed to be here yet. But then he kind of takes pity on the boy and he goes, look, you have to go back, but uh, I'll give you a gift. You can have anything you want that's in the land of the dead. And the land of the dead is full of everything. Anything yeah. you would ever want is there. Everything. So the boy chooses uh what he wants he takes his gift back to the land of the living and that what he brought back was storytelling
1: hmm. so that you i think you told me that was the oldest story about where stories came from i don't know that, if that we were aware of
0: i i don't i don't remember saying that oh, but, okay. but but i will say it's interesting that their ancient story uh says stories themselves hmm. come from the underworld
1: And that they're the most valuable.
0: Yeah, of all the things, right? Now, here's another thing about that. When the kid was out of it, um, the crows um, ate his eyes. Hmm. And so he was blind. Um, So he's a blind storyteller, which I think is fascinating. Because blind seers show up a lot in stories. Because stories are a different way to see Mm. so take away the eyes and make this person an amazing storyteller what you're saying is stories are another way to see
1: yeah it's amazing
0: it's really good
1: and it's so true i mean you think i mean now we know about mirror neurons and all that kind of stuff but but the fact that you can watch a story about cartoon animals and you can go oh that's me right right it is truly amazing and it makes sense it's what a fantastic way To be able to hear a story and not have to experience the same amount of pain, but take away the lesson. Yeah. It's really amazing. So, you had that story in mind, and was that like a domino that started to fall and it started to click these in? Because eventually Pixar called you and said, We want you to come down and give a new lecture.
0: Right. I had been teaching a little bit
1: of it before, kind of bits and pieces. Yeah.
0: I have a small, like, little lecture, you know, part of a lecture where it's in there. And yeah, Pixar called me and they said, um, we want you to give a lecture. And I'm like, fine. And I had given several by then. And they are like, we don't want you to give one you've given before. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't have another one. And they were like, we want another one. I'm like, I don't have another one. And they were <laughs> like, we want another one. And so we went back and forth. And I said, well, I'll come up with something. So, So I thought, well, maybe I can expand on this.
1: Whole land of the land dead thing. The dead thing. So, Gosh, so, it's so funny that that one little moment. Yeah, like ten years later. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, so I'm like, okay, so I did it, and it was a huge hit. Like, you know, and every time I met somebody after that from Pixar, they'd say, "Oh, I was at your land of the dead talk. I was at yeah.
1: your land of the dead." Like, well, this for was years. 2011, so right. connect the dots on all the great <laughs> stuff that's happened around this concept of land of the dead. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So they were, they were very excited about it. Um,
1: and so- um, was, was there something about you crystallizing it in that presentation that allowed you to connect? Because like you said, you're like, oh, I talked about it. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. When you dug into it, because mm-hmm. like the book is insane, Brian. Like when people see the book, it's not just the content's great, the visuals that Toby did. Like when they see it, it's wild, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the people you've even had to write- like endorse it are also wild. It's all these storytellers at the absolute top of their game. Mm-hmm. So I think when people see it, this will make sense. But the more that you dug in, because there's a ton of nuance and things you started uncovering mm-hmm. that are in the book, is that when that started happening? Like, like your presentation now, like when you teach this, it usually takes a couple of weeks. Right? Because if we, when we really dig into it, yeah. there's so much good stuff you could take from this. There's a lot, a lot of stuff. stuff All of it. it's obviously in the book if people look at the book. Yeah. But when you were crystallizing it for the first time in this presentation, did you start going, oh, this is a bigger concept? Like, was it one of those things where you're like, oh, this is really handy? Or did you realize it was, oh, man, this is a unifying logic that every story needs to understand in order to be well told? I would say that it, f- I was on
0: that journey. Mm-hmm. And the deadline uh, made me crystallize yeah, those sure. things, right? I was already on the journey. So it was like, okay, I guess I better really think about this, right? Um, a lot of the ideas were already there. Um, um, it's really interesting too because years ago, Rowan Atkinson did a thing about um, physical comedy. Hmm. And it's really great documentary. Um, well- there's real information in it, but he tried to make it funny as well. So there's mm. a character who sort of yeah. takes you through the thing. And there were a lot of elements that he said were in physical comedy. And the whole time I was watching it, I go, none of those things have to be funny. Mm. They could also be frightening.
1: Uh, interesting.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. So like, for instance, in comedy, uh, sudden appearances and disappearances are funny right mm-hmm. so somebody falls out of frame right it's yeah, funny yeah. right uh-huh. yeah or if something pops into frame yep but if something pops into frame it can also, it can also, be, also scary, be scary interesting. right so there are lots of those things i was like wait a minute so a lot of the concepts in land of the dead were really borrowed from that thing because i went wait if you just shifted it's not funny at all that's interesting yeah makes perfect sense doesn't it yeah. yeah. And I, when I was watching, I was like, wait, this doesn't have to be funny. Also, this you just
1: have such a knack for seeing the patterns behind things hmm. that like the fact that you looked at it, and it was like, oh, I'll just turn it this way. Mm-hmm. Like most people, you know, I mean, that's just a gift of yours to be able to see. Wait a second. If this pattern is true here, I'm going to do a 180. Oh, it works there, too, which, of course, it would. Mm-hmm. Right. You reverse the polarity. Mm-hmm. And so did you start going, well, then that what are the other patterns I could apply to this kind of new system of thinking?
0: It was more like once you have the system in, the things occur to you. Got it. You see them,
1: right? Because you're
0: now looking through that prism.
1: So what would be the beginning of that system that I should have in my head so I could start seeing that?
0: So you can start seeing Land of the Dead or so Mm -hmm. you can- Yeah, Land of the Dead. It's just that every conflict has elements of the Land of the Dead. Hmm. Any conflict
1: you have. Help me understand.
0: Well, for instance, um, the land of the dead is a place where um, it's a place where there is sometimes despair, hmm. right? The, it, right, there tortured souls, there's despair. So a hospital can be a land of the dead right, um, where there's death or the potential for death, mm. any of those places. So like I learned when my friend was dying in the hospital, I was in the land of the dead, not just because he was dying, but because that's a place where people are- Oh, and it's a it resets. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. All
1: the problems you thought you had, you go sit with a dying friend, and all of a sudden those problems kind of disappear. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, anything that is potentially deadly- <laughs> Yeah. can be a land of the dead. Gotcha. Right? Um, but also emotionally deadly, right? Yes. Yeah. Doesn't have to be physical. Yep. Right. Can be emotional or
1: spiritual. Well, all your your rubric before of like it's survival, but that doesn't that's physically, mentally, spiritually, communally, yes. same thing. same like thing. Spiritually deadly, communally deadly, right? Yeah. Like physically, that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, so I would just like so did you start almost listing out because in the book, and also when you teach it, you're like Look for this. Look for this. You mm-hmm. have almost this process you go through. Was this when that process was starting to crystallize?
0: Yeah, I would say that the framework really came the from framework, yeah that, yeah. that that Ron Atkinson thing.
1: Wow, that's really that's really cool.
0: Yeah. Like
1: that was kind of the framework. Um I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it like that. So, you start developing this framework and then did you pretty much How did the book deal happen? The book deal happened because
0: um, I, you know, I had written, um, they wanted a writing book from me. This is how this happened. Gotcha. They wanted a writing book from me and I didn't want to do a writing book um, because it's very difficult for me as a writer and storyteller myself, this is why I didn't want to teach to begin with, Hmm. to now have people people are surprised that i write things yeah like stories and things like oh you also do that it's like funny yeah 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 yeah. i knew that that was because you
1: started teaching because stewart asked you to
0: no that's not why i started teaching somebody else asked me to oh got it okay stewart asked me to teach stewart stern um asked me to take his place at the film school that's what it was yeah but uh no i started teaching because somebody needed a screenwriting teacher and i was available but i i and i hadn't taught before and I didn't want to.
1: And you didn't want to teach because you just wanted to be a storyteller and not <laughs> right. be known as somebody that could teach. Because then you get put into the, a camp, which yeah. is a weird thing we do. Yep. Right? Where people get put in these camps where it's almost like, hey, I wrote a play. And it's like, but you the last thing you did was a movie. And you're like, well, sure, but I, <laughs> right. I also want to write play. Like <laughs> right. you get in this weird thing. Or, oh, you did comic books and you're like, Yeah, but I I wrote a play. Yeah. They, they, people do
0: that. They do that. And so and that's happened to me. There were studios that were like, "Well, you're a teacher, not really, right?" Like, yeah. So, uh-huh. so we can't hire you as a screenwriter because you're a teacher. It's like, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I didn't want to write. So you were trying to avoid that. I didn't want to do it. So um, we worked it out. So I was able to do. I said, "Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll do if you let me do a fictional piece, which was Old Souls, which yeah, came out, which that. is awesome, yeah." And so they let me do that. Uh, which was a screenplay that I hadn't sold. So I just had it sitting around. Yeah. So so uh, that was great. So I did that book. And then um, I owed them a writing book. Gotcha. And pitched them Land of the Dead. Because
1: we're also talking about like one of the most prestigious publishers on the planet. Too, yeah. Which is really cool. So yeah. so then do you, did you pitch them Land of the Dead? And they were like, oh, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of those concepts. When you hear it, you go like, oh, my gosh. So that was the journey. -hmm. Really, this was like nine. So this was what, six years ago, seven years ago?
0: It's a while ago, yeah. Something like that. Okay.
1: And so that's what started the clock that led us to this moment now where the book is finally about to come out, right? Mm -hmm. So by the way, we just did Once Upon a Time Every Day until one day. Right. If anybody's paying attention. So now let's talk. And because of that, you were able to crystallize this all into book. So start start me on the path of like, what do I need to uh, understand? And like I don't know anything about land of the dead. Mm -hmm. help me understand
0: well like I was saying so the land of the dead is a place where um, there is often despair um, hopelessness um, or sometimes physical danger Hmm. Um, you know I just watched rewatched the movie The Edge yeah right and they're in the land of the dead. They're trapped in the woods and there's a big grizzly trying to yep. kill them. Right. Yep. You know. Um,
1: yeah. I just watch the thing. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, whatever. Right. Wizard of Oz, you name it.
0: Right. Well, there's another thing about the land of the dead. The rules are
1: always different there. Help me. What do you mean? Give me. Can you give me an example of that?
0: Yeah. So, well, the, I'm not, we're not in Kansas anymore. Ah. Uh, right. Yeah. The rules are always different in the land of the dead. Um. And so if you're in a new environment- Like you live in the city and you're lost in the woods. You don't know the rules of the woods. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? So there's always a a new way. Or the opposite. Yes. Right. Or
1: You're from the woods and you're in the the city. city. Same thing. People don't give directions. They don't even pay attention to you. And you're like, well, you know, if in the first act you set up a guy, everybody on his, you know, whatever, in his little town goes to the city, they see the opposite. So pretty much the rules change once you go there. Yes.
0: And you have to figure them out, right, usually. Yep. How does this work, you know?
1: You're a big, you're a big tough guy in the real world. Then you go to the hospital and now you're not. You can't right. get out of bed. Rules just changed. Right. Got it. Yep. Right.
0: So, uh, and sometimes they don't seem to make sense, right? Mm. Um,
1: Can you give me an example of that?
0: Well, like Alice in Wonderland. Right, right, yeah, or me, the Wizard of Oz, me. yep, the yeah, Wizard of yeah, Oz, yeah, right, yeah. like, what is happening here? Yes, right, yeah, so um it's not it's not always magical, but it doesn't need to be magical. It just needs to be different, yeah, you know, um and so that's that's a big thing, learning the rules of the world that seems upside down
1: in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in order for that to work, I'm assuming you need a first act yes you which is we- also why you don't cut out your first act right because yeah. you need to establish you need to see to w- alice in her garden before she goes down that yep yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. um which the original title it might be in the book i don't remember if i put it in the book but the original title for alice in wonderland was something like alice in the underworld or underground oh yeah <laughs> oh, yeah because that's
1: where she is yeah yeah oh that's really good
0: yeah isn't it mm-hmm. yeah so, uh, yeah, so that's a very, that's very land
1: of the dead. So, it doesn't you make know, sense. you're in the land of the dead when the rules change. When the rules don't make sense. It's funny because to... everything you're explaining right now, I'm thinking about economically where we're at mm-hmm. and all of it's true in real life. Yeah, it is. All, all of th- a sudden the rules of, hey, if you work at Facebook, one of these big places, you have a safe job. Nope, the rules just changed. Like, right. It's just funny how or everything the... in the story form works yep. because it's like that in real because, life. Well, in the, at, a, at the height of COVID. Yeah. When everything
0: was shut down. Yep. Rules changed. Yep. Rules changed. We were in the land of the we dead. The People the were day. dying all the time. Yep. Like you yep. could potentially die. Like it That's was, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We all wore masks all, all the time. And you think t- about that in, in order to survive. But it's just, if you would have said that a year before, when yeah. everybody was hanging out at the beach, <laughs> right. a year from now, we'll all be wearing masks. would be like, what are you talking about? It, if you dropped, if you took, went from whatever, December- yeah. And you just like went into a coma and six months later you woke up and everyone was wearing masks everywhere. You would feel like we just went into the land of the dead. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was at the height of it. Because I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. You go out, you went outside at that time, like nobody was out. Yep. There was no yep. traffic. You know, yeah, <laughs> you, you yeah, know? yeah. It was yeah. land of the dead. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and hopefully we got wisdom from that. Hopefully. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully.
1: Which is a big point here, which is like when you're going through hell, keep going. It's like when you're going through hell... Pay attention. Yeah. Because that's it's just funny that that was where you started. And what's even led to all of this Mm -hmm. is you were paying attention in those places. Right? And so the rules change in Land of the Dead. What else? Like you said, like the con, like he was under, he was like in Land of the Dead. And all of a sudden there's, you said there's everything's in Land of the Dead. So you mentioned like in that story, there was riches and there was power and he chose stories. Mm -hmm. But so- it's, it's almost like there's magical elements, potentially, too, in Land of the Dead.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, magic is a funny thing. Because magic doesn't have to be literal
1: hmm. to be
0: magic, right? So, so I'll talk a little bit about angel characters. So angel characters, angels from the sky, I call them specifically angels from the sky. Um, So there's usually a place of uh, despair Mm. or dysregulation. Yeah. And this angel character comes literally out of the sky. Peter Pan comes out of the sky. Yep. E.T. comes out of the sky. Yep. Uh, Mary Poppins comes out of the sky. Right. These are all angel characters. Yep. But those are characters you know come out of the sky. Like everybody goes, oh, they came out of the sky. Yep. Um, and usually what they do is they um, they have magic powers. And their magic powers are, well, in the case of uh, Shawshank Redemption, for instance, uh, Andy Dufresne is an angel from the sky. Mm-hmm. Even though he doesn't appear to be that, he is that. And his special magic power is that he can remain Optimistic mm. under the worst circumstances.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. Right?
0: That's his like his superpower. Yeah. And he brings beauty to a place of ugliness
1: when he plays the opera for them. Yeah. Right. He does those things. He takes old nasty rocks and turns them into beautiful shapes and create yeah.
0: Right. Know. That's what he does, right? Yeah. That's his magic power. Yeah. What they usually do, these angel characters, is they come in and they change attitudes. They cannot change circumstances. Even though they have all these magic powers, they don't change circumstances. Yep. And often when they leave- Like
1: E.T. doesn't get the mom and dad back together.
0: He does not. Yeah. Right? It's just that Elliot, through the experience of E.T., who has magic powers, right, is through that experience, learns how to empathize. That's
1: right. Right? Yeah. Mr. Banks doesn't change because of some magical power that Mary Poppins used.
0: Right. Right, that's not the way it works. Yeah, right. They change the attitude. They change attitudes. Same thing in "It's a Wonderful Life." George Bailey. Yeah, that's right. Right, that's an actual angel. Right. Yep. When George Bailey wants to live again, he yeah. still thinks he's going to jail. All those things, right? right?
1: And Clarence doesn't, doesn't. He doesn't interfere.
0: No, Clarence doesn't change that. He only changes the attitude. He George Bailey doesn't live in a nicer house that's after right. that. Yeah, he doesn't have a better job after that. He yep. just has a different attitude. That's right. So angel characters are really- they Oh God, I love that movie.
1: I need to watch it again. It's a great
0: movie. Um, yeah. Angel characters are often very beloved characters. Mm-hmm. Like They often are like people's favorite, like E.T. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, I think they are- Well, Superman. Superman's an angel. Yeah. Yeah. Superman's an angel character. Silver Surfer is an angel character. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So, you, you made the connection on Angel from the Sky, and you're like, oh, that's. They're coming into this world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, they're and coming. usually, from-
0: by the way, usually they leave again, they go back into the sky. Yep. E.T. goes back. Yep. Peter Pan goes back.
1: Yep. Peter Pan takes people on a journey to the land of the dead. Never yep. Neverland is a journey to that's the land right. of the dead. And Never Neverland, it's all of a sudden, There's we're in a normal world in London, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, there's mermaids and there's pirates and right. it's all, this doesn't make sense. And, yeah. you know, there's fairies and you can fly. All that stuff happens in the Land of the Dead.
0: Right. Which is, by the way, interesting because J.M. Um, uh, Barry, who wrote Peter Pan, um, they, he had a brother who died hmm. when he was young. And they referred to him as the boy who didn't grow up.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah boy who never grew up so i love it when people are able to take their pain and turn it into hope yeah like we've talked about this before where it's like if the universe has like a net and it captures the pain and all that pain like goes down to the corners and it crystallizes into stories and you can just take them and you go like here right i wrote a story about a boy who didn't grow up right and then how much happiness is that story brought right out of a real place of pain right But here's what's interesting about that. Even your friend, when you were sitting there, and here we are Mm -hmm. 10 years later. Oh, a lot longer than that now. And you go, Well, I started seeing this and this. And then hopefully this will last a long time. Yeah. And then he's still helping.
0: Yeah. He died in 2003.
1: He died in 2003. Think about that. Yeah. It's magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's land of the dead. Yeah. So you started with Angels from the Sky. Mm-hmm. And then did you, you go, where'd you go from Angels from the Sky? Because here's the funny thing about this episode. We've been waiting to do this episode literally for years. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the hard part is, is like, we could do an entire episode just on Angels from the Sky. We could do an episode on almost all these, these things, yeah. which is difficult. Mm-hmm. Because once you get this concept, it's wild how helpful it is. Mm-hmm. At least it has been for me. Yeah. Like, because you've been showing me this stuff for years. And it, like, once you start to see it, you're like, oh man, that's such a good... It's like such a helpful tool for solving problems Mm -hmm. from a story perspective. So you went angels from the sky. Where'd you go after angels from the sky? Well, I would say. Or what should I know next?
0: Yeah, because I would say that it was all kind of connecting. Yeah, yeah, it was all sort of you know. um, But uh, yeah, I just started looking. Okay, this does this relate to this, and how does this relate to that? So it was all. It was not quite one idea.
1: Yeah. Ever. You yeah. were just starting connect with well, dyslexic stuff. You started. Con- yes. There's no boundary. You just started connecting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a dyslexic strength. Yeah. Right. Being able to do that. So, yeah.
0: Um, so. Uh,
1: like you've, you've talked about things in, in, when you lecture on this of like in the land of the dead, uh, things don't make sense. Mm hmm. Right. You said that there's torture anguish. You said there's also things that feed off of that. Oh, right. Can That's you talk true. a little bit about that?
0: Sure. There are often, um, individuals, uh, in those spaces that w- can feed off of you. Um, so off of your pain, off of your pain. Um, there are those who, um, could be at a, at a workplace, right? Yeah. Somebody who is making your life miserable, right? <laughs> could be at your home, could be anywhere, right? Where, where they're feeding off of your pain and getting energy from your pain.
1: And I'm sure we've all worked in places where you've had that narcissistic boss who literally Well, this weekend I had, you know, the kids' ball game. And it's like, well, it's our deadline. And they there's they take satisfaction yeah. from that right power position, you know. Yeah.
0: So there's often that kind of uh,
1: I've been in, in uh meetings with other like CEOs and had when we talked about layoffs and things like that in the past, and they've said I've had literally people say, like, I love layoffs. Really? Right? Oh, they're like, yeah, allows us to clean out the old, like, and it's just like, well, now I get sometimes you have to do that, but did you just say you love layout? Like, <laughs> right, right. right? The, again, going back to like, it works in stories like that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because it works in life like that. Hello, narcissists, mm-hmm. right? Who yeah. feed off of, you've talked before about the reason why we have monsters in stories is because we have monsters in real life. Like, right. we've all met Dracula. We've right. all met zombies, right? 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 All that kind of thing. So, so pretty much, there's there's elements in there that are that are feeding off of that like pain and suffering of others,
0: right? But also, um, uh, there are lots of stories where the dead feed off of you, hmm. and um, I would say that that can happen. You're not supposed to live in the land of the dead. You can visit. But if you're alive, if you stay there, you are dead, right? That's why Wendy can't stay, and the the boys can't stay in Never Neverland. Yeah. They can't stay there.
1: Well, it's why it's why in Coco the bridge closed the bridge disappears. Right? Can you? Here's here's what if you don't mind, and if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. Yeah. Will you, the story, the how you learned about the fact that if you stay in the land of the dead, you'll also die there. Like you have to, you cannot live in the land of the dead. You've gone through things in your life where you've said. I know I can't stay in the land of the dead. Right. Right. And sometimes you have to go there and it's awful and you have to mourn and all that, but you can't stay there. How'd you learn that you can't stay in the land of the dead?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. When, when my friend Scott died, I, I, um, it's funny. This is something I learned from stories.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: In a lot of movies that, were made after world war ii uh in key largo it happens mm-hmm. the key largo uh where guys would go visit the family of buddies who had died yep. in the war right yeah and i was like i was like oh okay because stories taught me oh that's what you do so when my friend died i spent time with
1: his dad oh crazy so something like key largo Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That's funny. So you were like, Oh, I guess that's what you do when someone passes. Yeah. You go to a friend's family. Wow. That's really beautiful. I didn't. Yeah. That's, that's a really interesting insight. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what you do. Right. So, um, and then I, I saw it in a couple other
0: stories. So it was like, Oh, that's what you do. You know? So I went and visited my friend's dad, um, which was not always easy for me actually. Sure. Um, I thought it was necessary, but I didn't, It because there was a weird, I wasn't a surrogate son, but for the, you know, hour or two I spent with him, when I spent time with him, it was like that almost. And it, sometimes it was more than I could handle. Yeah. Um, but I, it was the only thing I could do for my dead friend is make sure his father was okay. Yeah. So, so I would spend time with him, but I watched him deteriorate. His uh, dad. His dad. Um, and I think that the grief of losing his son to some random thing, like an aneurysm like that, you know, um, it was too much for him. I think it, I saw him sort of wither away bit by bit. Um, and one time he was talking about Scott's grave and he mentioned the new headstone that he'd gotten and how beautiful it was, but there's no new headstone there. Hmm. Because I think the con looked really good. You know, the new headstone. Things look- don't make
1: sense in light of the dead.
0: Yeah. So he, he was, you know, but he was stuck there. And he would say, I, I really miss that guy, you know. And um, I saw him. He was taken in a way by his
1: grief. It's almost like the little boy if he stayed there when the con told him he had to get out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He couldn't find his
1: way out. Mm-hmm. Marty oh. couldn't get back. From back to the from back to the future, back to the future like you right. know, what I mean, like yeah. it's all the they stories of, its, if they yeah. couldn't find, yeah, Dorothy's not can't get out of Oz, right,
0: right. Back to the future is actually a really good example of Land of the Dead, because any time travel story is a Land of the
1: Dead. Mm-hmm.
0: That time is gone. Yeah,
1: things so, don't make sense, and yeah. right, yeah.
0: So often those people are gone, right? Like mm. oh, I, there's de- people who were dead. I'm you know, so any
1: time travel thing, and the yeah. future is also a Land of the Dead. Yeah, so future or past. is were past. So Jurassic Park is y- Land of the Dead. Yes. Even though it was supposed to be the future. Right. Right? Aliens is Land of the Dead.
0: hmm Right? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you saw Scott's dad going through that, there was something in your mind that clicked like, oh, if you stay here, y- there's no getting back. Like, mm-hmm. you're on the clock.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was another thing that happened where I was teaching this
1: concept. Actually, can you, do you mind finishing that story of what happened to Scott's dad? Uh, That he died. Yeah. He died. He, um,
0: you know, I mean, I don't know if it was just Scott by then. Uh, when I met Scott as a kid, he had had a brother who died, uh, just before I met him. And, um, Scott's mother had also died a few years before he did. So, um, I think his dad had buried two sons and a wife, and that was a lot.
1: And he didn't want to do it. I yeah. think it was a lot. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is because I think it's it's little survival information. Like, I've had thoughts when I've gone through things where I go, okay, I feel like I'm in Land of the Dead right now. All I want to do is, like, lay down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I've thought, oh, Scott's dad, I can't. Right. I oh. got to get up. Mm-hmm. I got to get off the couch. Yeah. That story is in my head. Mm-hmm. And because it's connected to land of the dead, I'm like, it's not an abstract thing. It's right. like, I, I'm in the quicksand. It's almost like a Trey used in the like swamp mm-hmm. and there's d- d- despair. Yeah. And he's getting pulled in. Right. Mm-hmm. And all you want to do is like, stay with your horse and just, right. Just, just, you know, yeah, just go. Right. Yeah. And there's something that's like, you've got to keep, yeah. if you stay there. And so I think about almost like, it's like, um, um, Ichabod Crane. It's like I have to get back across the bridge, right? Right. Yep. Because otherwise, you know, it's Sleepy Hollow situation. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm, saying. No, I, yeah. It, I, th- it, it's. I've literally had that moment where I'm like, "Fuck! I can't stay here." Right. Even though I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I get that.
0: I went through that mm-hmm. not that long ago. Uh. But you I was told me. Mm-hmm.
1: You've told me before, you're like, I know I'm in the land of the dead, but I know I have to find a way out. Yeah. And it's like, this is where stories, literal survival information, right? We talk about it. Right. right. But like, right now, as a country and as a world, we're going through a lot. We got a war in Europe. Economically, everybody's getting hammered. And just go like, I guess that's why I was like hopefully this is helpful from the standpoint of like if you're in the land of the dead right now just know you can't stay there right yeah and it's okay to like mourn it yeah to be there yeah right but just know if you stay there maybe you're maybe you're I don't know somebody's watching this and their their film just got rejected again or like whatever it is whatever it is whatever it is just know that like man you gotta get back on your feet somehow Mm -hmm. and get across the bridge yep right yep because um, the Headless Horseman, like all of that stuff, those stories are like that because it's like that. Right. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. And so
1: I'm just saying like that story you told about Scott's dad, had, I don't know how many times where I've been like, fuck, I got to get, I, I got to snap out of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I don't, I know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. And here's the other thing about that is um, that's how we use stories. Right. You. So the interesting
1: thing is that. Yeah, because I wasn't laying there going like. Well, what was that story Brian told me? It's like boom, it's right, right there. there. It's Scott's dad. Right. Yeah. And you didn't even know Scott's
0: dad. No. Right? Uh and so uh and But any- I've been to the grave. Yeah, but I literally grave. think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've been to what was supposed to be his grave.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Because that's a fascinating thing too. Right. Because um Scott's mom had died and his parents had bought plots next to each other. Yeah. And when Scott died, his father gave him his plot. So Scott's buried next to his mother. Mm-hmm. But the stone had his dad's name on it um, and his mom's name on it and his dad's name on it. And w- was real, not a metaphor, not anything. Yes. That his dad would go visit his grave Scott's grave and his son was in his like I Literally should be there in his I should be there not yes, him. that's
1: right. It's a movie. Yeah. And so you're going through all of this and you're connecting these dots and crystallizing it into what is the book now, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying like if you only get one thing from Land of the Dead, it's understanding it's a real thing. Yes, right? Yeah. There is wisdom there if you're willing to look for it. Yeah. Even though it's it's hard. Right. Right? And you've got to find a way out.
0: Well, there's wisdom in history. We know that. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. That's land of the dead. Anybody who studies history, they're just studying the land of the dead. That's right. What what can we learn from them? Either their successes or mistakes. It doesn't make any difference. That's right. Right? There's a reason we have enough lifeboats on a ship now, right? Yeah, that's because right. Because the story of the Titanic, yeah. right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether it doesn't it's not a survive they don't have to survive. To help you to survive.
1: As long as the story does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As long as the story survives. And so, yeah. Um, But I was going to say there was a, I was teaching a class once and um, to a bunch of adults, I mostly teach adult people. And I was, anyway, this woman, um, I I had taught the land of the dead concept. This was years and years ago. And uh, she came back the next week to class and said, oh, I have a story for you about this, about the land of the dead. And- she said her adult daughter had gone to a funeral over the weekend. And um, have I told you this before? I don't know. So her adult daughter had gone into, uh, gone to a funeral and um, they, it was supposed to be an open casket thing, but they couldn't find the casket. They couldn't find the body. It wasn't there. They didn't know where it was. And they also couldn't find the daughter of the woman who had died. Wow. And they were like, they were waiting and waiting. And finally, they decided to search this funeral home, like what's going on? And they found the daughter with her dead mom and she was brushing her hair. And she kept saying, I have to get it right. It's not right. I have to get it right. It's not right. That's how they take you. Hmm. You got to let the dead be dead. You've got to let them be dead. It's not easy, but you have to let them go.
1: And that's why we have stories about every time. One of the things you talk about when you lecture about this is don't bring back the dead. Right. Can you unpack that? Because I think that's such a good bridge. Well, you know, it's the, it's the. I mean, because you'll show zombies, you'll show Jurassic Park. It's like, yeah, let the dead be dead. Let the dead be dead. I think
0: it's because they that um it can keep you from moving forward. It can keep you from living your life if you get stuck where they were, right? They died. You can acknowledge that. You can think about them. You can remember them. But if you get stuck there, it's like, the cliche of the person who peaked in high school is like,
1: look at my trophies. Yeah. Like yeah. they haven't moved on. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's Uncle it's, Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Right. It's like, I could throw a football over that mountain. And you're like, dude. Come on. <laughs> right. yeah, Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right.
0: But that's it's the yeah. more serious version of that. Yeah. Where it's like, you have to move on. Yeah. It's over. It's over. That's let the dead be dead. Hmm. Um, You can't live there. You'll be there soon enough. You know what I mean?
1: That's funny, yeah. there's like, I think Jesus literally said, let the dead bury the dead. When a guy was like, hey, I'm going to just go bury, you know? And it's like, nope. It's like, right? I mean, literally, the funny thing we talk about, uh, you go to the, you know, you go to the land of the dead for wisdom. It's like, well, study ancient religious texts. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, what did he do when he died? He went to the underworld. Like, if you you study ancient (laughs) religious texts, pick one. Yeah. Right, yeah, and then look for the land of the dead. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna find in, it. It's in there. Yeah, and you're gonna find angels from the sky, mm-hmm. and you're gonna find you know an equivalent of like yeah, this is baked into the cake. Yeah, it is. You're just the first person I met that like was like, oh hey, you see that? And you're like, oh yeah, wait, what? How have I never? <laughs> right, it's baked yeah. into the cake. Yeah, um, yeah, I think um... so. You're so you're saying let the let the dead be dead, mm-hmm. which is just something as a species. Take the time, mourn. But if you stay there, whether it's the woman, you know, brushing the hair, whether it's Scott's dad, it's like there has to be a point when you move.
0: Yeah. You have to move on. You have to live your life now. Yes. Right? You can't, you can't be held back by them.
1: Which is really hard.
0: It is sometimes unbelievably hard. And it doesn't have to be an actual death, right? It could be the death of a relationship, for instance. Mm-hmm. It could be growing up. Could be growing up, right? You got
1: to leave mom and dad. You got to, right? Yeah,
0: could be anything. Could be leaving your town. Yeah, that's right. Right,
1: mm-hmm. has to happen.
0: Yeah, it has to happen. Um, yeah, doesn't mean you can't visit. Yep. Right, but you cannot live there. Um, yeah, it's dangerous.
1: And there's so much wisdom in this stuff.
0: Yeah. I would say that, you know, it's funny because I was looking for a book that had this stuff in it.
1: Really? Before, yeah. Because you have like, a, your library's insane. So you, as you were looking through your library, you're like, well, where can I go to learn about this? Right. As you were thinking it. I thought. As you were thinking like, I'm going to teach it. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll just go grab. Well, even before that,
0: I was like, there's got to be a book about this. Because I've been mm. teaching it a little bit. But I'm like, oh, it has got to be a book. I scoured Joseph Campbell stuff. He talks a little bit about it. But- doesn't really go into it in any that I could find in any real detail. Yeah, talks about it a little bit, and I think Chris Vogler talks about it a little bit because Joseph Campbell talked about it a little, yeah. little bit. Um, um, even I think Vogler even mentioned shamans, which is interesting because I think I think you, you, if you look into this, you, pretty quickly you'll go, oh, shamans do this, you know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but I couldn't find a book on it, which I mean. We say shamans do this. Also, it's like, what do you think prayer is? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Land of the dead. Something outside of what I can see. I need help. Right. I need. I'm. Right. I'm asking for assistance mm-hmm. from the other side. Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just funny because sometimes people hear that and be like, "Oh, well, you know, shaman." It's like, stop it. Just stop, stop it. Stop that. judging.
0: Right. Everybody's <laughs> doing the
1: same shit. <laughs> right. Right. right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. you know yeah how you have to frame it just observe what's happening yeah
1: right yeah, it does, yeah. it's like it's like somebody being like well i we, we'd never uh pray to ancestors you know i do pray to the saints but, you know <laughs> right. And you're like yeah. okay sure <laughs> right got it yeah, yeah. i yeah. got it you're, exactly. you're a whole different
0: yeah you know, <laughs> yeah set exactly. apart. um but that's the thing right yeah the labels sometimes do create a barrier for people mm-hmm. um but if you take the labels off, it's like, oh, we're all doing it. Again, that's why I like the idea of the old recipe, right? Everybody gets that. Like, yeah. oh, this is your great-grandmother's recipe? Oh, okay, yep. I'm in for a treat. Yep, that's right? right. You're giving me something special. Yep. Right? It's from a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> right? it, it just seems to be- innate. We know there's wisdom there. Yeah. It like seems baked to be,
1: in. It seems to be innately human. So we're ta- we've talked about- the big one, uh, in my opinion, is, is like, number one, Land of the Dead is where you go for wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Um, That's true just in life, yes. right? But it also means that, well, if your character in your story needs to learn something, you might want to start thinking about, well, what's the Land of the Dead? Right. Right? Like, when you think about, like, for instance, like Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. What's the Land of the Dead in Indiana Jones? I mean... Well, raiders he, or something like that. Well, he's always- He's always there. He, but I mean, there's also points, like when he goes into tombs and stuff. No, but well, that's what I mean. Yeah. He's,
0: a, he's an archaeologist,
1: right? <laughs> right. So- Yeah, he his, lives in the land that, of the dead. His whole
0: job, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is going into the land of the dead. Yeah. That's his whole gig. Yeah. Right? But there are times, yeah, when he's in a tomb. uh, Yeah. Uh, but
1: you blew my mind because you said even specifically when they open up the tomb- Oh, Yeah. When they and open raiders. when
0: they open the tomb in Raiders, um, uh, there's a, there's a big statue when they're trying to when they're right at the Ark of the Covenant, and they're opening, and there's a big statue that kind of scares Salah, like ah, yeah. cause, right. But that's Anubis,
1: Who and is? Anubis,
0: an Egyptian god of the dead. Yeah, he's one of them. Yeah,
1: that's why filmmakers, well, storytellers, when they get this stuff, you'll put things like that in. Yeah. Now, the audience might not necessarily know who that is, but yeah. you can feel it. Right. Also, what's on the floor of the-, of the, the um... Well,
0: the snake's on the floor.
1: Right. And,
0: uh, well, this is interesting, too, because you want to put a character in their own-
1: Equivalent of a land of the dead. dead. Right. The dead. Yeah. Right.
0: We already know Indiana Jones doesn't like snakes, so that's for him specifically-
1: That's their land of the dead. That's his land of the yeah. dead.
0: But- What's interesting about snakes and serpents is they show up a lot in-
1: Land of the Dead, yeah. Land yep. of
0: the Dead, so they're almost, they're there a lot.
1: Well, Garden of Eden. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But what's interesting about serpents is, uh, according to Campbell, serpents um, represent transformation. Yep. Because they shed their skin. Yep. Right? So Indy is getting wisdom by going into the Land of the Dead. He's becoming something else. Yes. Right? Because when the movie starts- He's not a guy who believes in the metaphysical. Yep. That's right. right. When the movie ends,
1: he is. Yep. His right. gun. He trusts his gun.
0: Right. Right. And so. By the end, he's
1: like, shut your eyes. Right. Why would you shut your eyes if there's nothing there? Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Um, uh, also,
1: the reason why that works in the story is because that's how life is. Yeah. So you go, what's the thing you're trying to avoid? man, I just, I'm, I hate finances. I'm not going to learn it. It's like, oh, you're always in pain. Why? You're like, well, I'm not in control of my finances. You're like, <laughs> right. well, if you, wanna, you know, it's like, right, go to that place. You, dead. You got to go to the place, place you don't, don't want to go, go yeah. to get the wisdom you don't have. Yeah. How the fuck else would you get it? Right.
0: Which is interesting because it's one of the things, um, I mean, I like Last Crusade, but it's one of the things that makes me crazy in Last Crusade is that when they go into the, uh, it's like they don't know why the snakes worked So in Temple of Doom, they're like, we'll make bugs, and in Last Crusade, we'll go, we'll do, you know, it's like, well, there's no, the rats in Last Crusade have no reason to be there, like, they're nobody's personal. And Indy says, uh, it's a good thing dad isn't here, he hates rats. It's like, oh, this would be a better scene if he were here.
1: Also, right. it's why the spiders was so... Sp- Steven Spielberg doesn't get any credit. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, It's also why at the beginning of Raiders, when you have all those spiders, mm-hmm. and he's just like, what? He just like knocks them off yeah. the guy's back? You're like, wait, that matters. right? So, again, first act is where it all happens. Yeah. So that when you come to snakes, and he's like, snakes, why does it have to be snakes? It's yeah. like, we're like, oh, I thought he wasn't... But also, remember when he got in the cockpit, the guy had a giant boa constrictor. So right. it's like, so was this guy... Because I mean, if you just watch Raiders, the beginning of Raiders is insane. Right. But if you just watch Raiders, you're almost like, is he just not scared of anything? Right. That's why it was so important that by the time he got in the cockpit of the plane, there was a snake was in there to show, oh, he's not. Right. Right. He might. He's. He has a <laughs> kryptonite. Right. Yeah. Right. And then you bring it back. Right. So. Um. So Indy has to go into there. Right. Um. Also, by the way, when you're just listening, we do a lot of documentaries and biographies, and there's always that moment of they're like, and I. Had to do, and there's like that moment yeah where that person has to go to the land of the dead yep it might be through my business failed and I lost my home it might be there's always a point in the story where someone goes in the land of the dead mm-hmm. and it's like well what'd you learn and then here comes the armature right right and then they'll say like well I learned that my wealth isn't in the things I own it's in the relationships I'm out. and it's like boom we just found the armature so even when we're looking for armatures in documentaries I'm always going. We talk about the thing where, like, in nature, the medicine grows next to the poison, yeah. which makes sense because it's an ecosystem. So, if you find stinging nettles, you'll also find ferns or whatever, slugs. Like, so, in order for it to be balanced, if you find the the poison, you'll also find the medicine, mm-hmm. right? So, if you can figure out the land of the dead in a documentary or in a story, it will tell you a lot. Like, right. what is land of the dead? What has to happen in order for Luke to go from here from where he is to where he needs to be mm-hmm. right and he literally goes into a land of the dead yes do you I mean for our Star Wars fans out there
0: oh when he goes into the tree um yeah 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 well I mean there it is I don't know what else to say yeah, right. <laughs> you know you know
1: but also what does he confront in there confronts himself yeah that's right he confronts himself yeah which is oftentimes what's really happening-hmm that's right yeah
0: often all that's happening yeah
1: in a lot of ways the same with Dorothy right like you're always right yeah you know, yeah,
0: yeah, which is why I don't believe in that. There's that um, old thing that says, "Oh, stories are about three things." You know, uh, man against nature, man against man, I guess, mm-hmm. and then man against himself or whatever yeah, it is. It's it, like, no,
1: it's always man against man. always man
0: against himself. Yeah. That's the thing. The, the other stuff is not that's right. Man against nature. Jaws. Oh, is that man against nature? Well, I don't know. The guy's afraid of water. <clears throat> yeah. And has to fr- confront, like, no, it's man against himself.
1: Well, and also go like, okay, fine. If you're thinking maybe it's just action movies, it's like, what do you think Sid's house is? Right. In Toy Story. Yeah. Right? What yeah. do you think Shawshank Prison is? Right. Yeah. Like, once you get this, it's such it's been such an unlock for me because it's like, God, Atlanta, the, I can see. Right. Because I think that hopefully, like, we actually have an old episode from years ago called, like, Learning How to See. Like, the reason why we keep... It. I hope that by the end of this, you can start to step one to understand land of the dead is you have to see it. Mm-hmm. Think about the land of the dead in your life. Think about where you actually took wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where you changed and then go understand that by the way, the characters in your story, they have to do the same thing. Yep. And it sucks. It's also why when people are like, Oh, the story is boring. It's like, there's no land of the dead. Right. That's often the case. Unfortunately, wouldn't it be great if we could change without pain? <laughs> Boy, that right. sure would be great. Unfortunately, right Mm -hmm. outside of stories it just doesn't work like that yeah you know and so if you're working on something it's also from a branding perspective drives me crazy because brands always try to cut out conflict and they always try to cut out the pain yeah and then they wonder why nobody gives a shit about their content (laughs) right and it's because they're like oh cut out all the stuff about you know the mom being sad or her son got hurt and you're like but that's now you've just lost all your stakes. Well, that, why? Because now you can't have survival information. Right. There was nothing worth surviving. Right. Now the story is boring as shit. And you don't understand why no one cares about your brand. Right. Ultimately, it's because you don't understand how life, you want to pretend that life doesn't work like this. <laughs> right. You want to pretend that we live in a world without pain and suffering. Right. And when you do that, you create a space where you start to go, I don't believe what you're saying. That, right? also, you haven't said
0: that your product is going to help. If, if, exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a sponge that soaks up ten times as much water, but I'm not gonna show you that. And you're right. like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. It's they don't understand that the reason why this stuff matters is because our job is to tell the truth. Right. Our job is to go, yes, you're in the land of the dead. Right. Right. And to say, as your friend, I hope we can help you get out of it. Right? Yeah. But there is no escaping this without having without going through the pain. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's just that's just life.
0: That is just the way it is, yeah. And people, you know, it's funny. So when your stories don't say
1: that, you're just lying to the audience.
0: Right. Here's the thing, I think. Actually, conflict in stories is one of the harder things for people to grasp. You think it wouldn't be, Mm. but it it is. And I think it's because in life, we spend most of our life trying to avoid conflict. Yeah. So when you go to write it, you avoid it there too. Yep. Because that's the habit. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't want to put my character through that. That's kind of lame. Yeah, lame, I wouldn't man. like that. Yeah. It's like
1: write down everything that's bad that's happened in your life. They, oh, by the way, there's this. There's an exercise I thought was really interesting where I was in this business class thing, and there and they said it was high low. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Where like you have like two minutes, you know, whatever, like five minutes, and you go, you have to write a low point of your life, then a high point, then a low, then a high. And so it's like whatever, uh, mom gets cancer, right? I learned how to do jujitsu, whatever, yeah. like. Um, low point, lost my my the job I loved. High point, started my own business. And you realize without the lows, you couldn't have the high. And right. And that's the whole point. Okay. And Right? That's the whole point of the okay. structure. And it always works like that because that's how fucking life works. <laughs> right. So if your stories aren't doing that, you're lying to your people that are interested around your campfire. Y- yeah. Which isn't fair. No, right? it's not fair. Um, so ultimately, big thing is like land of the dead is where wisdom is. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, things in land of the dead don't make sense. Land of the dead could be past or future, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We've talked about how like in Land of the Dead, it's like you have to let the dead be dead. Um, We've talked about Angels from the Sky. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy how much stuff we're trying to get into this, right? But (laughs) like, um, and for me, the big one that at least has helped me personally the most is when you're in the Land of the Dead, you can't stay there, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We said, so the book, January 24th, the book's coming out. Mm-hmm. Right after ten years or whatever, um, <laughs> yeah. do you want to talk about Toby? Because the work that Toby's done, like people should get this just for the art. Yeah, I I hope. Toby- I mean, how long did Toby? You want to talk about who Toby is and how long he's worked on that? Toby
0: Cypress. Uh, yeah. Wow. When did, when did I turn this book in? So it's it's twenty two now. Twenty twenty two. I turned the book in in twenty nineteen. <laughs> right <laughs> right so that's but how you long. can
1: see it in the art
0: you can see it in the art the art is gorgeous Unbelievable. I, hope, I hope he wins all kinds of awards for yeah. the art the art is amazing um i told him to clear out a space for his eisner award so we'll <laughs> yeah. see uh beautiful beautiful work and smart work like he solved some story problems in there visually that i'm like i whoa dude that's crazy what you did like yeah Yeah, he blew my mind with the. I loved seeing those. I hate not working on the book anymore, actually, because I got to see the new pages come in Mm -hmm. all the time. It's like, oh, no more new pages from Toby. Uh Uh, I can't wait for people to see it and see his work.
1: Who is Toby? How'd you meet Toby? Toby
0: Cypress. I met him um, at San Diego, San Diego years ago, the comic Comic Con, and um, I don't remember how we were introduced exactly. Um, but then I would see him you know every year at the con and stuff and um, I think I was doing Dark Horse stuff and he was doing Dark Horse stuff. I can't remember but there was something but it was always like yeah that guy's cool and I like his work and I, it would be cool to work with him it was years but eventually it worked yeah, out yeah.
1: yeah well you can see the work it's in the work that it took that long mm-hmm. because you can tell that like he put everything he had into it you can see yeah you can feel it's that it's wild yeah so the funny thing is if this was just a textbook based book it'd be super helpful mm-hmm. like your other books mm-hmm. right it's like whether it's true sure. well yeah, i mean you're writing books right right oh i mean old souls has crazy artwork in it too but yeah. like what's interesting about this is like how'd you how'd you how'd you land on the format of it's not because this just could have been a typical
0: Mm-hmm. Text-based
1: book, and it could have come out years ago, but you right. didn't do that. Right. Why didn't you do
0: that? Well, they asked – I mean, there was a graphic novel company. So yeah. they were like, hey, this is what we want. <laughs> so it's- we want a writing book as a graphic novel. And I'm like, I had no idea how to do that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, there's not a lot of templates for it. Uh, yeah. The, I mean, there are nonfiction graphic novels, but there's not that many. Um, you know, um, there's not that many. So – I, I had no idea. That was a heavy lift trying to figure out how to write this book. I actually, bet. It was a heavy lift. I mean, once stuff is done, it looks like a foreground conclusion. Like, of course. Yeah. But, but yeah. when it's nothing, when it's a blank page, it was a really hard book to write. And it was really hard to draw. Um, Toby did an amazing job because it was really hard to draw. There's lots of research because I'm jumping all over time. Yeah. Different eras, different cultures all over the place because i didn't just it's almost
1: like a history of stories too it's really interesting what you did with it
0: yeah so yeah we're in ancient mongolia and then we're like it's all over the place so Uh uh,
1: he had all that work to do
0: um but it was i i love his work in the book like really i I can't wait till we do something else together toby and i
1: well uh we've established this what 11 years in the making yeah Yeah. so like when people are are like man i've been working on this for six months it's like oh dude here's a good clone character for you 11 years in the making the work shows congratulations on the book thank you um i think it's going to not only be a big success but i think it's going to help a lot of people i hope so so congrats brian it's awesome thanks thanks for watching you were a storyteller part of the co-loop podcast network If you have any questions or if there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a comment below or email us at hello
0: at beliefagency.com.